Welcome to Adulting. The following podcast was recorded live on Blab. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Well, welcome to Adulting. We're here with the Debt Free Guys. How are you doing, guys? Great. How are you? Thanks, to, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Hey, glad to be here. And Miranda's here as well. How are you doing, Miranda? Yay. Hey, I'm just glad you're back, man. The last two I had to do by myself. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were fine, though. I watched them. <laughs> well, that's nice. At least somebody did. <laughs> We've got millions and millions of viewers. Let us know how you did that. <laughs> we are in so much trouble tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed we're not drinking wine. What day are we on? Like 21, 22? Yeah, we're, we're gone 30 days without drinking on day 21 or 22, and I was like, I could really go for wine for this. It's <laughs> really hard for you guys. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> So we're talking today about the decision to move in with your significant other. Um, but before we get into that, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, we'll hear from you in a little bit. I'm David. Uh, I'm one half of the Debt Free Guys. Uh, I'm John. I'm the other half of the Debt Free Guys. <laughs> um, we live in Denver. Uh, we're both in uh, financial services and uh, we. our story is that we had $52,000 worth of credit card debt and paid that off and decided to make it a business. So that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we have a website, uh, debtfreeguys.com. Uh, we have a book uh, for the four principles of, principles of a debt-free life. And that was kind of our impetus for getting into the space of, of personal finance. Backwards. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we started off with the book and then we created the platform. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> nice. And, and we, we have kind of a little bit of a niche focus. Uh, more recently, we have begin, begun to focus a little bit more on the, the queer community and the nuances behind uh, personal finance for the, the LGBT community and the effects of uh, the choices that we make in our lives and how we can uh, make better choices. Very cool. And one of those choices you make in life is when it's time to move in together. Yes. <laughs> when it's time to call U-Haul. <laughs> so are, are you, you guys have been through this yourself. Is that, is that part of, uh, part of your experience? Yes. That's it is true. Of our experience. Um, I don't think I did some research preparing for this and we didn't follow any of the right rules. <laughs> so, but it worked out 12 years later. We're still here. Well, well, first tell us what you did then. Yeah. Um, so David had just broken up with his ex and I was almost breaking up with mine. <laughs> and, um, we spent, we had lunch together and then that quickly turned into, we spent the entire week together. And then it wasn't that much longer when you moved in. To my apartment, practically. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't I, official, but I all did, his stuff was yeah. in my floor in my bedroom. I was, I was living. I, I did live with a roommate for uh, about. Well, it was a total, I think, of about eight months. Um, but most of my time was spent with John. Right. And so, so I think my lease was coming up. 
And then we just thought, well, you're already spending so much time together. Might as well just move in. Yeah. And that's what we did. Our, yeah, ours was almost a forced uh, forced uh, move in. Um, John had been living with uh, his uh, college buddy who he moved out to Colorado with. And uh, he he had decided that he and his girlfriend were going to move to Winter Park, Colorado from Denver, which is about, uh, I don't know, an hour 20 minutes, hour, 40 minutes away from Denver uh, to become ski bums, uh, what they had all, all originally moved out to Colorado for from Pennsylvania. And uh, it was at that time that John and I had started having the conversation of, well, maybe this makes sense. I'm living with somebody else and I don't think that he wants me there for much longer. <laughs> and and uh, John was uh, place basically finding himself homeless in a few, sh- I think he, Dan gave us like maybe two months notice. And that's when we decided, hmm, maybe this makes sense for us. <laughs> it's almost not working. It was out of necessity. It's either you're both in these separate situations that needed to be resolved, and here was a good solution. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, it worked out. Um, we had a, it was a little rough at first, I think, um, mostly because of politics. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was, we were fine. We worked all those kinks out, and right. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, given that all this has worked out, what you made at the beginning, you said that you went about this the wrong way. What's so wrong with it? Yeah, what, what, what were you supposed to do? It? <laughs> right. You're supposed to have, a, from what I read, Huffington <laughs> Post. Glamour magazine and all that stuff. Because <laughs> that, that, that's the, that's the uh, tried and true... Uh, relationship stuff. Where would you go? Glamour magazine. That's, that's where we get all of our... NPR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're supposed to like have talks about, like, are we ready for this? And what do we both want out of this? And um, have a whole financial discussion. Um, which I would I assume that's probably all good. And if you're mature and prepared, that's probably a good thing to do. But we weren't really mature and prepared about it. We just wanted to do it. Right. <laughs> so I think it, in many ways it did work out to a, a, uh, it was advantageous for us though, because we were kind of forced into doing something quick. And at the same time, we both were, I don't know why, but we were both thinking kind of in the same space of do, let's do this economically because we didn't know how long we were going to uh, be living in the place that we chose at first. And we chose the basement apartment. Now, if you've, if you've read our book or heard our story, the basement was where basically all of our debt problems kind of surfaced like a pimple coming to a head. It was really bad. It was really bad. But, but that, ended up, that choice ended up being, a, being a, a great choice for us because we did so because we moved in quickly, we needed to find someone who would accept us quickly. And we just happened to have a friend who was looking to rent out his basement. And, uh, it turned out that we got a good deal. We lived in a great location, and that really helped us pay off our debt. Yeah, yeah. which we make fun of the basement a lot, but it, was, it helped us pay off our debt pretty quickly. So. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't for that, we'd probably still be there. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think it's interesting that you guys did it all wrong before you moved in, because quite frankly, I did it all wrong before I moved in too. And um, but I, I do have to warn you. Um, my move-in experience ended about 13 years, 13 and a half years after, so. Um, <laughs> okay. You're giving us a year and a half. I No, but I did it all wrong, too, um, because I, I had met my then-husband, and uh, we didn't move in until after we were married. So 
we didn't move in together until after we were married. Well, that's just how you're supposed to do it, right? That's right, right, right. Traditionally. Traditionally speaking, yes. And we were both raised in very <laughs> traditional conservative homes. And so, yeah, so we, we, we jumped right into it and we didn't have any of those talks that you're supposed to have. So right. didn't turn out that great, I guess, after 13 and a half years. <laughs> it's almost like two extremes here. I'm, maybe you, you want to find something sort of in the middle. Is that the best way to go about it? You know, not don't wait until you're married and you made the commitment to figure out whether you can, uh, if, if you can survive each other. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, we survived for a good 13 and a half years. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that you, you, you kind of mentioned something there about finding the middle ground or the middle space um, of what you should do. But I think it really kind of depends on how your your relationship has uh transpired i mean are you have you did you have a very quick relationship did you jump into something rather quickly um and you know right away that this is the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with then if you know that then you probably or you feel like you know that then there's probably you can start having those conversations pretty quickly about does this make sense should we be moving in together what's gonna what are the the financial aspects of it what are the emotional aspects of it yeah. yeah. Are you spending in, uh, the time together that you would also spend time together if you were living together? You know, it isn't going to be a complete new uh, scenario or circumstance for you living together. Yeah. Yeah. The closest we could say was that we lived in the dorms. <laughs> yeah. Down the yeah. hall. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's, like that's not the same thing at all. So you guys mentioned you guys had uh, some struggles. You said when you first moved in together. Yeah. What were that was all. Yeah. That was all politics. Well, tell us a little bit about that. How do you overcome those? Because you need to learn how to have these conversations as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. <laughs> I can, can you have an adult, adult conversation as, when it comes to politics? Sure. <laughs> they all break down. You go to Europe, supposedly you can. Right. <laughs> At a cafe in Spain or France exactly. or somewhere like that. Um, so I came from a very religious, um, conservative household. Um, well, I guess you did too. Uh, well, um, anyway, and um, but my parents would have voted for um, Sarah Palin if they could. Um, so I came from a very conservative household, and I brought some of that with me. I wasn't that conservative, and David was uber liberal at that point. And um, so we kind of, that was like the only class we really had was about politics. And of course, this was, was George Bush's second election. Was it two? Yes, it was yeah. the second election, 2004. Um, so it was just a very heated moment. And if we avoided politics, it was great. But it was hard to avoid politics at that time. So we had a lot of knockout, drag out, knockdown, drag out fights. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of eventually evolved and brought each other into the middle. Yeah. And now we're no longer Republicans or Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> we're liberated souls. <laughs> you know, I think that there were, it, it wasn't just politics. I think for us, it, there was a lot of the learning how to live together uh, aspects of it, who, if we're going to cook, who does the cooking, who enjoys cooking. Um, could I clean up enough to make John happy? <laughs> Probably not. And having to figure out, I mean, I still, can't, I still can't do that. You know, we didn't have a lot of fights. About that, well, it's not really, <laughs> minor. it's not really always about fighting though. Sometimes it's no, like it's what you're bad. talking it's, about. It's those daily it's grind things that start to get on your nerves. Yeah. Right. And I, I guess also kind of knowing what kind of person y you are as, as an individual and finding out what your partner is like, it, 
Are they the kind of person that holds things back and keeps them in and then they let it boil up and then explode? Or are they the kind of person who... <laughs> What did you do? What was that? <laughs> you can watch the video later. Right? <laughs> or are you the kind of person who is willing to talk about it or let things out on a regular basis? You know, if you find that out out about each other beforehand, then as you're starting to live together or thinking about living together, maybe experimenting with living together, then you can really kind of test that those theories out. You know, is, is it okay to? discuss with you on a regular basis this is something i'm not comfortable with or do i need to hold it back and and you let let you experience the wrath when i blow up <laughs> so how, how do you do that how do you um set yourself up so you can find out as much as you can before you actually move in you, you mentioned something about um about testing it out or something i think you said how, how do you go about that what are some of the things that you can do well, one of the um, pieces of information I found was on onerent.com, um, and they suggested moving in temporarily with somebody for anywhere from a week to a month or two, um, and kind of just like playing roommates together before you actually do it, which in hindsight, that would have been a, a decent idea, but I don't know who really has that kind of time and flexibility. <laughs> it sounds like you guys kind of did, though, because you were talking yeah. about how, like, basically he was just, like, spending all his time at yeah. your place. So. I guess it's probably true because yeah. you couldn't live with Stuart anymore. Yeah, I think looking back on it, the the one thing that I would recommend is that you set a time frame, and the other person's place is pretty much off limits. Like you, it's you can't run away to that that uh, you know I can't I couldn't run away to where I was staying at, and because John and I got into a fight. If you set those kinds of boundaries, it kind of forces you to experience what really living together would be like you know if you have you can't run away to, to another place i'm not gonna run away to a hotel but you know i mean it, it kind of forces you into that kind of situation of let's deal with it you know how do we deal with uh being together and i say something you don't like or a lot of you wear I, something i don't like i or, read they did a lot of different publications that suggested make sure you get through your first fight with each other and if you can survive your first fight at least one then you should be able to survive living together for a year at least <laughs> to live up to police. Nice. I, I like that. Survive your first fight. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> with some bruises and black eyes, but you survived it, huh? <laughs> right. So when you, when you talk about escaping, you, you know, there's nowhere you can go once you live with, you know, with live with each other as a couple, but some people do need their personal space um and uh you know i think it's i think it's important to find um you know find it, it's it's different for everybody of course but myself for me being an introvert i know that i still need my alone time sometimes regardless of the relationship that i'm in and how much time i'm spending with them in fact the more time i spend with them the more i find i do need to retreat a little bit and i don't think that's anything about the relationship itself it's more about me and how i need to recharge sometimes sure. absolutely yeah it definitely i think that you, when you understand yourself more you can be more of a partner to the person you're with because you can't be supportive and there for them if you're weak you know or, or run down or tired or emotionally bankrupt because you've been trying to do things that aren't natural for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm somewhat the same way. Um, I'm a little bit more of an introvert. Um, and for me, oftentimes it's just putting my headphones on and, and not listening to John at all. 
Yes. I keep talking. Yes. But he's just yes. right. <laughs> I think I think, yes. <laughs> I think that one of the things that we do is we do find our our, our alone time or private time, even though sometimes we are together. We're in the same space. We're cohabitating, but we're still doing. Uh, I'm recharging. He's listening to Madonna or watching some two YouTube video or something like that, getting his energy, and I'm I'm recharging some other way. Something intellectual, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway. <laughs> so, how do you recharge? Do you go to like a you have a room to yourself? Oh well, it works really well when you're not living with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure myself. So all of my time is alone. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I have a, I have a roommate. He's 13. <laughs> my offspring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he goes to school, you know, for part of the day. So I, I do get to recharge. But there are times where on the weekend I'm just like. Do you really have to have your friends over here? Can you go to your friend's house? <laughs> well, and you know, you, you bring up an interesting point. There are so many people today who are um, single parents. Uh, either they're, they are, have chose that life or they are divorced and they have a child. That's something that, that can, I can't imagine you know, the changes that happen for someone who is single moving in then with somebody who has a child already. That I only imagine has to go through a trial period uh, or you end up finding out that you love somebody but you hate their children or or you love the child and you hate the person now <laughs> you know I, I i would hope that that, that never happens but you want to test that out that's for sure so is there anything you want to talk about over there because <laughs> i know that there's someone involved over there with you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah i do have a stepson and fortunately john uh loves him and Vice versa. Those two have gotten along very. Those two get along very well. Um, he was actually putting makeup on John the last <laughs> a couple of months ago. So they uh, boy they, makeup. They they, uh, they they get they get along very well. <laughs> Sometimes better than he and I do. <laughs> Divulging too much. <laughs> That's the beauty of the internet. We can just yeah. sit out here for literally. I don't know, a handful of people to look at. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and I think one of the other things that you really have to think about is because it unfortunately has become a major factor in relationships are the finances, the aspect of, uh, of the finances. Um, if you're moving in with someone, you have to understand who they are financially as well. Uh, we just did a lab a couple weeks ago on uh, the... Uh, financial responsibilities of marriage equality. And I think it's something that's a little bit newer to the LGBT community, especially for individuals who um, are talking about getting married and haven't been living together. It's very important for them to have that financial conversation. I think that's the case across, you know, no matter who the relationship is, um, having those kinds of conversations because you don't want to get into a relationship and you have a certain lifestyle, your spending or your um, your financial habits and find that it goes completely against the person that you're with, um, that it could cause, that could be the end of your relationship or, or could cause the most strife in your relationship. So having those kinds of conversations early on and explaining to the person, Oh, I'm a spender. You know, if you know, you're a spender, tell them, if you know, you know, you're moving in with somebody who's a saver, then you have to talk about that and talk about how you can work together to make sure that the, your relationship works 
within those bounds of you being one being a spender and the other being a saver and both can feel comfortable. Well, and I think it's not always just about uh, the spender versus saver dynamic, but you also have this uh, different different values, what, what you value in terms of spending. Uh, my, uh, my ex and I are both spenders. <laughs> we, yeah. we like to spend money, but we like to spend money on very different things. Uh, I like to spend money on experiences. I like to travel. I like to go out to eat. Uh, for me, you know, I like to go have a day at the spa. This is what I like to do. Uh, my ex likes things. He likes having a big TV. He likes having a rack full of movies. He likes, he doesn't like travel very much. So he likes to stay home and he likes to buy cool looking furniture. And, you know, and I'm like, don't clutter up my space, man. (laughs) I'm like, I'm good if you want to buy something nice. I like nice things, but do we need to have like five things? (laughs) Just get one thing? And so I think that that's a very important conversation to have as well, because that's kind of what tripped us up uh, toward the end was just the different things, the different priorities that we had with our money. And that's that's definitely something you have to, to think about before you move in with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not only that, but it's it's, you know, beyond beyond the financial priorities there's you got to talk about life goals at some point too um, because those will inform the priorities that you have and the financial decisions that you make and if you're not on the same page in terms of just how you want to live your life down the road then um, and that's something that you might not discover about yourself or about your partner until you've been spending you know 24 hours with them for a while Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think that when John and I look back at the kind of the pivotal moment and that changed our lives financially as well as our relationship, it was when we had that conversation, we were honest with each other about what, what did we really want? Because we've been living a lifestyle of the dating lifestyle, even though we've been together for over a year, we were still in this kind of puppy love, going out all the time, hanging out with our friends, uh, going out to dinners, taking vacations and uh, buying nice clothes, we were we were spenders and we were spending money on all those things. And it wasn't until we had the conversation about what was important to us that we then pivoted and started looking at how do we put money towards the things that are important to us. And I, I know that both, both of us kind of are elated and thankful that uh, that both of us are were on the same page that we had kind of basically the same ideas of what we wanted in life. Um, that's I know that that can't happen for everyone. And you've got to think about, um, are there ways that you can still both get what you want? You kind of think of a, maybe the Venn diagram with the two circles. Is there an area where it can overlap? You both get what you want, but you also get something you both want together and that you can focus a little bit more on what you're doing together. That, that only makes your relationship stronger when you have something you're working towards together. Yeah, we looked out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, so now that now even if you have the same values and the same overall life goals, eventually you're going to run into things that you don't agree on or that you don't see eye to eye on, and you may have to compromise. So, <laughs> how do you make that work? I usually win. <laughs> One of us does a lot more compromising. <laughs> David's a giver. I sense that David is a giver. John is <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did come from a compromise. Probably more than the other. 
What's that? I'm sorry. Is that okay if one person compromises more than the other? Is you have to find a balance, or or is imbalance the balance? I I think we both compromise pretty much. You probably compromise a little bit more than, than I do. Yeah. Well, I think that what's interesting is I think that when you look at the overall picture, we're probably pretty even. Um, I do a lot of compromising on little things, but there's a couple of big things I won't compromise on, and so I think that there's probably. There's a balance there if you look at overall how often it happens. And, and I think that, that if you want to have a good relationship, that's the way it's going to have to work. You know, it, it, you, you know, you know I was listening to uh, Sean Croxton. He has a podcast uh, called Sessions, and he was interviewing somebody. And he told this story about how this uh, it, it, he was with a friend of his. This is a number of years ago. A friend of his and, uh, was moving out um, of his apartment and moving in with his girlfriend. And uh, they were getting the last load of stuff at, to take back to her place. And he and she got into this kind of discussion. It wasn't heated, but they got into this discussion about which way they were going to go because they each thought one was faster. And uh, so they said, OK, well, you go your way and I'll go mine and we'll see who gets there first. And so the guys take off. The, Sean goes with his buddy and the guys take off and the and his girlfriend takes off and the guys pull up and she wasn't there yet. And so he backs away from the house down halfway down the block and basically hides his truck. And she pulls up, pulls into the into the, the garage uh, or into the house. And they waited for a few minutes. And Sean was like, what are you doing? Why, why are we not getting in there? You need to go. Tell her. You need to show her. You need to show her. You need to show her. We were first. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, just just let it go. And so they walked in and of course, she was like, ha, I beat you. Blah, blah, blah. And Sean could barely keep uh, hold himself in that, you know, he wanted to let her know that he was there first. And uh, I think we lost uh, yeah, Miranda. Okay. Um, but anyway, he, um, he uh, you want to wait for her? No, no, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so he, he waited later on, had this discussion with his buddy and his buddy said, there are certain things that you just don't always need to be right on. Right. Because for the sake of the relationship, there are certain things that you don't need to be right on. And sometimes it's okay to, to say, I'm going to let this one slide yeah, because let the other person win. Right. Exactly. Yeah, or have to pick and choose your battles. Right. Or else it's going to be, thing. you're going to be at each other's throats the whole time. Right. Like rabid dogs. Right. <laughs> well, I like this idea of, of saying, Oh, well, I don't always have to be right. I think in any relationship you're in any sort of adult relationship that you're in, even if it's not a romantic relationship, there has to be at least some element of, you know, it's nice to be right, but you don't always have to be. Right. I think that's something that we've learned through age. When we were younger, we, I think we both had to be right. And it was a little bit difficult, but as we get older, we don't seem to get so worked up about things. Yeah. When it's a maturity thing or it's just, I think that was the political thing is that both of us were coming from backgrounds where, and I was, I was completely, I had grown up in a, in a very conservative household that didn't vote and didn't get involved in politics at all. So then when I came out and was in first getting into uh, my skin and be getting into the, the gay community, of course, I was indoctrinated with this is how you need to believe. And I took it up. No problem. I was like, okay, this is what we do. This is how we live. Yeah. And then John and I come with this, this, this is my whole experience. This is how we're supposed to be. And John's coming with something completely different. You know, I think that we both were, I need to be right. I need to be right about politics. And that's when, I mean, literally we had one 
night where we were screaming and yelling at <laughs> And we look back on it and we're like, how stupid was that? <laughs> we were fighting over a political candidate. Most fights are about stupid things. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're not really saving the world with our discussions <laughs> or our arguments. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's probably why they, the, a lot of individuals recommend that you have that first fight before you move in together because it can be kind of an icebreaker and not seem so catastrophic when you have your right. first well, fight. We do have a lot of friends who have gone through the the, the phase where they'll, they'll get in a fight, they'll break up, then they're back together again. And it's just like this roller coaster of a relationship, and that's how you're starting out. It's probably not a good sign before you're at your last. <laughs> <laughs> Although some people love that. Some people love that uh, that drama going back and forth. <laughs> drama, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of interesting because that kind of shows – I don't know. You guys, you guys seem to have a maturity. You're like, oh, well, we've had a fight. It's not the end of the world. Let's work through this. Where you're, if you're like, oh, we have to break up every time we have a fight. I mean, that's it's a little bit of a pro- problem. And, that was like high school. <laughs> and, and kind of going back to that, do you think that maybe if somebody, if you're agreeing on everything all the time, could that be a clue that maybe somebody isn't being themselves really? Yeah. yeah, that could be. That's, that's a good point. I think we've, we've, we've made each other grow up and, and see each other's perspectives. And then we've been able to learn other people's perspectives. And that's just, I think, made us better people. And I think we've been able to leverage that to, to just improve our lives and improve our outlook and things. I can't imagine that, that no matter what, who you are as a couple, there's never going to be a time when you're going to agree. I don't even think probably 90% of the time, there's always going to be some differences and you need to share those differences because like you had said, Harlan, uh, the, the, the values that an individual has um, are important. You know, what you, what you hold important to yourself. Uh, if, if you're com- constantly compromising those, eventually you're going to get to a point where you don't like yourself. Right. And then, you got to wonder why are you in this relationship? Yeah, you definitely don't want to be subservient to somebody else with your beliefs and taking care of yourself. Yeah, you're just as important. We feel like we're doing all the talking here. No, no <laughs> that's rather, the point, right? Quiet, you're huh? here, man. You guys, you guys are here because, well, first of all, you're in a relationship, and, <laughs> and I know, but apparently, Harlan's, Harlan's in a relationship, but he doesn't live with with uh, with her, and I'm just, you know. Here by you know, what's interesting in the LGBT community, we're kind of um, we're, we're evolving quickly, you know, because all of a sudden we can get married. And it's very interesting. A lot of our friends who've been together for years, I mean, some of them um, have their own houses and they still live separately. And they, they, it's almost like they're dating, yeah. you know, like Evan and his boyfriend. Um, they've been together forever, and, but they don't want to live together. They're yeah. like three blocks away. Hmm. Um, so hmm. I think, you know, I think relationships and how people will exercise them are, you know, it's a little bit different now than what it was maybe 15, 20 years ago, and especially you know, right. since the 50s. Well, and, and like, Harlan, you, you and Athena are, you guys are fairly, you have a long distance relationship, right? Long I mean, distance, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, and it's definitely, uh, has its challenges. Um, you know, you've right. never had a long distance relationship, you're familiar with it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something that we address often and have to deal with. Yeah. I, and I, I can, I think that's becoming much more common um, because people are so mobile. And I think because, um, you know, we were one, one of the uh, labs that we have, uh, we were talking to a, a relationship expert and he was talking about how um, I think he was 
saying it's more common for individuals to now be looking up to 500 miles away for someone that they're compatible with. You have all these various dating websites and hookup apps and these this met, met, uh, large distances that individuals will go to look for somebody that they find compatible, that they feel that they're compatible with. And I think that that just adds a very unique aspect to um, um, you know, moving in together. How do you test that? I guess having somebody spend the week, weekend with you or, or uh, vacation with you is the way you test uh, whether or not you can move in together. Well, that's a really interesting point because you go back a few decades and mobility was certainly a lot more restricted than it was than it is now. Um, it was a lot harder to get around, especially if you go back, you know, a hundred years or so. Um, right. But uh, but relationship, you know, people instead of looking for the perfect match, perhaps they found a match that was good enough and it still worked out. Yeah, well, right. and yeah. well, and this idea of romance and, and marrying for romance is still relatively new anyway. I mean, when you look at the vast line of human experience, really this whole right. idea of romance is, is fairly new in terms of when you're actually marrying for that reason. I mean, we're talking like, what, 300, maybe, four, maybe 400 years, but really probably not. And it's probably even like smaller than that when you start moving into the, uh, the upper classes just the idea of marrying for romance and, and finding the that one match is is really in practice fairly new right well isn't that kind of the whole story behind romeo and juliet would they there there was theirs was the true romance and being together but the families didn't want that and i think that there were so many times when that happened in the past i, I think even there are out right, exactly. <laughs> that, that was a relationship of compromise huh? <laughs> um but uh agreed with each other right um, <laughs> but even you think that you know there's some uh some of religious sects they they still have very rigid rules around mm -hmm. who they can marry and who they can't and uh, hopefully you find somebody that uh, that you are compatible with or and that you can fall in love with you know think about all like uh, fiddler on the roof you're just going to fall in love afterwards it's going to happen <laughs> Or, or hopefully we're able to tolerate <laughs> each other tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one one of the other aspects that um, is very interesting about relationships today too is kind of the the dynamic between how um, male and female relationships are are, are evolving. You know, uh, you have more and more women who are breadwinners or maybe the primary breadwinner, and decisions are made about where she moves or where she her job can take the family. And, and we have a we have a friend who. Um, he is a stay-at-home dad and his wife works. And so that kind of whole kind of relationship uh, dynamic is probably important to, for a couple to think about too. Um, you're moving in together, you're starting to build a life, a life together. What does a year from now, three years from now, five years from now look like, especially when you think about your careers? Is that something that you can both be on the same road together with? Sure. That's a that's a good point, too. Everything about uh, the way our society is evolving is changing the way we decide uh, how whether or not we're going to move in and how we handle that change. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be interesting 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Now that the circumference of, what, of, of, of a potential partner is, is bigger, you have more people to you know, the, the candidate pool is larger. 
and you've got all these ways to investigate and get to know somebody and build a relationship. I wonder if long-term the divorce rate will maybe decrease over time. Yeah. You're finding people that you're, the definition of a relationship is different. You know, everybody has their own, you know, how, whatever structure works for them. Yeah. If that'll improve over time. Well, competing with that idea though, is the (laughs) idea that, you know, when something goes wrong, there's still this larger pool of people. So you may not feel the need to stay committed to someone. If you just think that there's going to be, you know, 500 other people who, who are potential right. within, you know, the 50,000 people in the, you know, in your town or whatever. Right. Oh, we're not swans anymore. <laughs> Mating for life. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's true. Well, I mean, if, if you want to go there, uh, I one of one of my dates uh, from OK Cupid is a guy that's in an open relationship. So. His, oh. his wife has a has a uh, has a semi serious boyfriend, <laughs> and he but he's her primary partner, and then she has dates around. Yeah, it, it is. It's very interesting because that was um, the blueprint, or very common in the LGBT community. A few, just a few, even just a few years back, that uh, it was very common for there to be open relationships, um, and I think that may be one of the reasons why there was a maybe a little bit of a lag with the, how how quickly, uh, especially gay men, moved in with each other uh, and uh, started cohabitating because there was this maybe this need or this this feeling like they still wanted to play the field or whatever the, you know the reason for it was, but. It's interesting that it's kind of uh, becoming a little bit more common across uh, all uh, groups. Well, I think for the gay community, our, our relationships weren't considered valid to a certain point. So if, if society and you know all the benefits of becoming married were going to be given to us, why would we necessarily restrict ourselves um, on our own if we didn't you know, want to? But you know, that's evolving. And now we have a, we have a friend who's part of a throuple. Yeah, and they've been together. Those three have been together for ten years now, close to fifteen they all, years. They live together. Yeah, yeah. So three of them live together. It's like they're two people, but three. Leaves <laughs> 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 to work out. Yeah, which is interesting because one of them, uh, he lived in uh, various other cities for his career. So they would be together sometimes, and then he would be. He lived part time in Denver, and they lived, and then lived part time in Oregon and with them, which was I thought was kind of interesting. So, relationship definitions are changing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, more power to you, I guess, if it would, if it's uh, what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. it's a free country, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> right. Any any other thoughts about? decision to move in together is there did you come across anything else that you think was uh worthy that we didn't address so far i think that one of the things i'll I'll just kind of throw out there and it's a common thread that um john and i kind of really talk about a lot and that's to have fun really you know the, the goal life is to enjoy it and that's what life is all about is really enjoying it that doesn't mean partying all the time like you know you're a rock star but really enjoying life and so do what it is do what it is that makes you happy and if 
moving in with somebody after two months is what's really going to make you and that other person happy, then do it, have a conversation and do it. You know? But uh, I think that finding those various ways to be happy um, and the things that you can do together, you know, that the, the, I know the word is so passe now, but the synergy that you have of being together with somebody in a relationship, um, there's so many things, like you said, uh, Harlan, you, talk, you talked about goals, things that you can do together, um, both uh, whether it's financially or creating a family or the fact that you don't want to go climb a 14er with somebody, by yourself. You want to do it with somebody. So you find a partner that you can do that kind of stuff with. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, I think is great about being in a relationship is you, the, the ability to really have a good time together. Yeah, I think relationships are best when you're with your best friend whether that's a you know same sex or, or opposite sex couple as long as you're having fun with the person you're with you're bound to succeed yeah and you're always gonna have hiccups and we do every now and then but they kind of dissipated over the years yeah <laughs> so i don't know just have a good time life's short yeah right <laughs> don't take it so seriously yeah what about you guys say any, any other thing that things that we haven't covered <laughs> I think you guys did a good job. That's why you're on, because you have a good relationship that, that we all wish we could have. So. But you know, I mean, you look look at, uh, we kind of, our our, uh, our business model was built on the, a, a lot on the things that we did wrong, you know, and oftentimes that's the benefit. You know, you can look back and say, oh, well, this is one of the things, mistakes that I made. And uh, and we had our, our, num- our mistakes too. But some warning signs or things like that that maybe you should look for in a relationship. Very cool. Yeah, I think we lucked out because we were on the same page. I think emotionally, on a couple of different levels, and that that, that probably helped out. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had a whole lot of disagreements in terms of how we're going to spend the money or what we're going to do. Um, you know, for the next phase of our lives, we've been pretty much in agreement with a lot of that. Right. And I, I think the other thing is is that we both recognized that we were maturing. Um, we were at a point in our relationship and individually, I think we were at a point where we were both maturing. We still made, we still made some big mistakes at the beginning, yeah. I think, we, but we were maturing financially as well. well and that could be too. We didn't, we didn't really get together until we were, I was 30, you were 33, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's old to some people. Yeah. <laughs> my, my yeah. is we're, we're ancient. Is ancient. We're ancient. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, you know, had we been together when we were 15 or 20, 25, we might not have succeeded, I guess. Yeah, uh, we were just in different places in lives. We've both been through several relationships. We knew what we didn't want. Um, we knew what we did want, and that probably helped out. Right. Yeah. So I guess one of the pieces of advice I would share is know what you want and see if the other person can give it. <laughs> I get a smack. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm happy. I am happy. I, you know, I, I think that's that's one of the things that I I remind myself every every day. You know, like John and I drive to work together, and uh, and we drive home together, and we spend pretty much all of our time away from work together. And I look over at him all the time. And I think to myself, man, I'm lucky. You know, and I think that that's, that's probably one of the best things about uh, or important things to do in a relationship is to remind yourself about the great things that your, your partner can do for you. Um, 
and that they provide to your life, that level of happiness, that enjoyment that, you know, we just sit there and we watch a movie together and cuddle on the couch or whatever, you know, or read a book together. Yeah, so it's kind of like the law of attraction. If you focus on the negative things about your partner all the time, you're always going to only see bad things. But if you try to focus on the positive all the time, things will be good. You'll have right. a lot of surplus to good things to focus on. Yeah. I suppose when you're thinking about that, when you're thinking about moving in together, that's probably a good kind of list to come up with in your head to think about all the things that you really do like about the person you're with. And if it's a short list, maybe you need to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be more than just sex. That's on the good side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> got some claps. <laughs> yeah. Right on that note, <laughs> the conversation dies. <laughs> well, well, I think that's a, a mistake a lot of people make, especially when they're younger is that, you know, it's, it's all about passion and the excitement yeah. and, and the sex. And you're like, I'm going to move in with this person. And you're like, oh, God, I don't really like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all you do is watch football on Sunday. And, you, know, you don't brush your teeth for better. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> hmm. no. I like football. <laughs> I usually brush my teeth. <laughs> well, I like football, too. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, we covered a lot of great stuff. Why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap this up? Um, you want to tell us again how people can find you guys? Okay. Yeah, we're, uh, we're the Jeffrey guys. So if you search out on Google Jeffrey guys, you're going to find us pretty quickly. But JeffreyGuys.com uh, is uh, where we have uh, most of our information. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and kind of on Google Plus. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're at adulting.tv, and check out our podcast there. Subscribe on iTunes, and uh, we've got articles almost every day. So um, we will – do we have anything else scheduled, Miranda? Uh, not yet, because we're still trying to decide how we feel about Blab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so are we. Yeah, so are we. So, yeah, we, we may be switching another format going forward so we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure all that out and of course we'll announce it through our social media to make sure everybody's involved and knows what's going on um but until then we've got podcasts coming out on the site and on itunes so uh so yeah thank you guys for for showing up today and, and talking to us thank you for having thank us you. and thank you for rescheduling sorry yes. we had to shuffle oh it's a problem <laughs> all righty um, so uh, we're gonna. Uh, we'll just say goodbye now. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.